Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A journalist's apparent killing abroad puts President Trump in a bind at home. Plus, the president rolls out a new campaign slogan, and spoiler alert, it might not fit on a bumper sticker. And is the outgoing U.N. ambassador getting the last laugh? This is the State of America. Trump faces mounting pressure and criticism for his handling of the apparent murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Jamal Khashoggi is dead. It certainly looks that way to me. It's giving cover to the South. No, not at all. No, I just want to find out what's happening. This is going to alter the relationship between the United States and Saudi Arabia for the foreseeable future. President Trump hits the campaign trail again. How about Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren? I think she probably disqualified because she made a fool out of herself. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America. There is a bright line right now between what we know and what we don't know on many fronts. First and foremost, the disappearance of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. We do know that Khashoggi walked into the Saudi consulate on October 2nd and never came out. We do know that Turkish officials paint a grisly tale of the evidence that they say they have. Torture, death, dismemberment. We also do know that U.S. lawmakers are demanding the president take action against the Saudis and the crown prince. And this is going to alter the relationship between the United States and Saudi Arabia for the foreseeable future. What those specific measures are obviously is going to be up for debate, but they'll be strong and they'll be meaningful. Congress will act. We'll see what the administration does. He had this guy murdered in a consulate in Turkey and to expect me to ignore it. This guy's got to go. Saudi Arabia, if you're listening, there are a lot of good people you can choose, but MBS has tainted your country and tainted himself. So that's what we know. Here's what we don't. Just what President Trump thinks of all of this. And here's why we here's why we don't know his take and tone on this brewing international crisis. It keeps changing. First, it was a big deal. There's a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake. And. Maybe especially so because this man was a reporter. There's something, you'll be surprised to hear me say that, there's something really terrible and disgusting about that if that were the case. So we're going to have to see. We're going to get to the bottom of it, and there will be severe punishment. Then he took the Crown Prince's word for it, floating the theory of a rogue kill squad being to blame. The king firmly denied any knowledge of it. He didn't really know. Maybe I, I don't want to get into his mind, but it sounded to me like maybe these could have been rogue killers. Who knows? And then he compared the Saudi leader to his Supreme Court nominee, telling the AP, here we go again with, you know, you're guilty until proven innocent. I don't like that. We just went through that with Justice Kavanaugh and he was innocent all the way, as far as I'm concerned. But by the end of the week, the president had come full circle. 
um, Jamal Khashoggi is dead? Uh, it certainly looks that way to me. It's very sad. It certainly looks that way. And what are you considering for possible consequences for Saudi based on those? Well, it'll have to be very severe. I mean, it's it's bad, bad stuff. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Okay. So again, what we don't know is where is the president on this now more than two weeks on? The Washington Post is reporting, though, that behind the scenes, the White House knows one thing, that they want to get on the same page as Saudi Arabia. The two countries are, according to the Washington Post, quote, searching for a mutually agreeable explanation for the death, uh, for the death of Jamal Khashoggi that does not implicate the crown prince. In other words, that sounds like a cover story. One version that's been put to me by several people familiar with the matter is that the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Sultan had only approved interrogation of the Saudi journalist in the consulate, but that a rogue general took it too far, had wanted to impress his boss and bring Khashoggi back, and that the rendition went sour, and that now they're trying to figure out who to hold responsible. An alternate version, I've been told, is essentially um, the Crown Prince knew and approved of an assassination. So there's that. Another thing that we finally do know, though, is sort of, is the family tree of one key senator with presidential aspirations. I'm talking about Democrat Elizabeth Warren and her big rollout of and stick with me here, a DNA test that she took to prove that she indeed has Native American heritage. Trump can say whatever he wants about me, but mocking Native Americans or any group in order to try to get at me, that's not what America stands for. Some people have questioned my heritage and my family history. Maybe they do it to insult me. Maybe they do it to distract from the kinds of changes I'm fighting for and the kind of change I'm trying to bring to Washington. So why, oh, why does this matter, are you asking? In part because of an old allegation that Warren falsely claimed Native American heritage to get ahead as a law professor. But it is also mostly about this. Did you ever hear Pocahontas? Huh? It's Pocahontas Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas, Pocahontas. I've got more Indian blood in me than Pocahontas, and I have none. Elizabeth Warren. Oh, I hope she runs. I hope she runs. Then we can finally get down to the fact as to whether or not she has Indian blood. I will give you a million dollars to your favorite charity, paid for by Trump, if you take the test and it shows you're an Indian. So what did the president say about that million dollar promise after the test results? Listen. No, I have no. Who, who cares? Who cares? We'll have to wait and see then if voters care or don't care, because it's one of the worst kept secrets in Washington that Warren will be vying to challenge President Trump in 2020. But forget 2020, friends. We're already looking at 2024. Why? Because we can. A potential presidential run from outgoing U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, who made Warren the butt of, her, butt of some of her jokes at an annual charity fundraiser this week. I get it. You wanted an Indian woman, but Elizabeth Warren failed her DNA test. 
Actually, when the president found out that I was Indian American, he asked me if I was from the same tribe as Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> she had the crowd laughing for sure Thursday night, but she also had a very serious message. In our toxic political environment, I've heard some people in both parties describe their opponents as enemies or evil. In America, our political opponents are not evil. That reference to evil seems unmistakable. It's exactly the word President Trump has used to describe his opponents in recent months. It was a disgraceful situation brought about by people that are evil. It's a very dangerous period in our country. And it's being perpetrated by some very evil people. So things we know and things we don't. Who really, who really was Nikki Haley sending a message to Thursday night? And will he listen? We don't know. We definitely don't know that. But, we all, but speaking of civility, it was anything but civil at Trump's campaign rally in Montana. Jeremy Diamond is joining me now to talk about this. Uh, Jeremy, let's talk about this. The president was out there road testing in part his final midterm message. But then what does the body slamming of a reporter that happened last year have to do with that? Yeah, well, the president was certainly focused at this rally in Montana on revving up his base. uh, But in doing so, even as his administration is confronting this very serious crisis uh, surrounding the disappearance of the Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi, uh, the president thought it was still an opportune moment uh, to talk about a congressman uh, at the time, a uh, candidate for Congress, who body slammed a reporter. Listen to what he said. I had heard that he body slammed a reporter. Any guy that can do a body slam, he's my kind. And it was not just uh, the president, Kate, who was uh, talking about this body slamming in favorable terms, but it's also the reaction from the crowd, which was really notable to watch Mm -hmm. this crowd uh, Thursday night in Montana cheering and laughing, really roaring uh, at the president's comments about uh, an assault. Uh, You know, this congressman uh, was convicted uh, on on a charge of assault, apologized for it, uh, and yet you saw the president uh, there mocking this incident. And of course, the backdrop, as I mentioned, of what's going on right now with Jamal Khashoggi uh, and and the Saudis, his alleged uh, killing by uh, Saudi officials at the Saudi consulate. You know, that issue is continuing to roil this administration. And so far, uh, we have not seen from this administration uh, any uh, direct condemnation of what uh, the Saudis are alleged to have done. They are still waiting for the Saudis to release some kind of a statement uh, and conclude this investigation. The Saudis, the Turks are all conducting investigations into this matter. We know that the Turks have already said that they believe Jamal Khashoggi was killed, and we did hear the president say he believes Khashoggi is dead, but still waiting for more on that. Kate? That's right. All right, Jeremy, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. So, the Supreme Court, the migrant caravan, the future of the Trump presidency. What issue will be the one that drives voters to the polls in just a few weeks? I'm going to put the question to the panel next. less than three weeks until the midterm elections and it feels like honestly still at this point no one can decide what the closing argument should be immigration health care the president himself which is it and why isn't it settled by now 
the panel tonight. Alice Stewart is here. She's a CNN political commentator, former communications director for Republican Ted Cruz. Keith Boykin is CNN political commentator and former Clinton White House staffer. John Avalon is a CNN, CNN's senior political analyst. And Steve Rogers is a member of President Trump's re-election campaign advisory board. All right, guys. Alice Stewart. Yes. Donald Trump says um, the bumper sticker is Kavanaugh, caravan, law and order, common sense. Listen to this. An election of Kavanaugh, the caravan, law and order, and common sense. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be an election of those things. Make the case that that helps Republicans keep the majorities. It helps the base because they, they like all of those issues. They think all of that's important. Of course, common sense is, is, is really important. The problem with that is it's a little bit too long for a bumper sticker. <laughs> so I think what will work, and talking with different people will work, and I'm going to protect myself from Keith here, is if Republicans <laughs> go out there and say, vote for Republicans, we'll give you jobs, not mobs. And that is something that clearly it, genera- it generates the, the base, it gets them excited, and on the heels of Kavanaugh, th- that's exactly what they need. So I'm going to like make sure that nothing happens well, wait, right here. First and foremost, <laughs> someone help me understand, John Avalon, anyone, anyone, John yeah. Avalon, what is this common sense? What? Common sense. How is what is that? What are you? Well, that was not clear to me, and I live and breathe this stuff. Why is common sense the slogan here? You know, I, because I think that's what Republicans see themselves as standing up for, particularly when they're trying to be a check on what they see as the PC excesses of the far left. Um, but I think to Alice's point, the other line he offered up last yeah. night, which was Democrats are for the mob and Republicans are for jobs, is, is an example of of I think uh, Trump's instinctive marketing. Uh, brilliance when it comes to politics. It is simple. It rhymes. That is pretty much the only thing it has going for it, but it's very much on message. That other kind of four-part litany is a mess. Um, But Democrats traditionally have kind of a hard, hard time coming up with a slogan that really fits. I mean, Make America Great Again versus Stronger Together, which was one of 100 Hillary Clinton slogans they field tested, is a symbol of that challenge that Democrats got to come up with a good answer for. I, I don't think that slogans make a difference anymore. Okay. We, we, saw, we saw Make America Great Again. We saw Build the Wall. We saw Lock Her Up. We saw all the, you know, Drain the Swamp, all the slogans from the Trump campaign in 2016, and they're all lies. And we see but you that remember now. them. We remember them, but we now know that they're all lies. Mm-hmm. And the American people who, who kind of had a thought that maybe Donald Trump wasn't a liar know for sure that he's a liar. So this whole jobs, not mobs thing is preposterous. He said this in the same speech where he's also talking about he's, he's basically praising a guy who body slammed a reporter. Mm-hmm. He's praising a Republican member of Congress who body slammed a reporter. And they have the audacity to talk about civility and jobs, not mobs. It's hypocrisy of the worst proportion. Well, if, if hypocrisy was the measure, um, then, well, let's just stop now. Let's all go get a drink. Then. Exactly. <laughs> what tells you I already haven't? But Steve, yes. Um, yes. To to Keith's point though, couple jobs, things. not mobs. Yeah, couple of things. And then I, I I guess you know we don't hear much about Eric Holder and Maxine Waters. Confront them, charge them, uh, chase them out of rest. Well, now wait a minute. Wait. Here we go. Let me finish, Steve, please. But why are they bad? Okay. Why are they so wrong well, if the president's promoting the same well, thing? Look, look, none just, of them are the uh, president of the United States. Look, I I don't want to get in a long debate over that. You just you but, can't but, mention it. You can't mention it. God's the issue. You just mentioned. Stand up for yourself. Let him finish. Go, Steve. 
with him, I know you're not going to like to hear this, mm -hmm. tongue in cheek, you know, he certainly doesn't recommend people body slamming people. But getting back to. literally just supported somebody who literally did that. Getting back, getting back to reality, I know you like the word reality. I'm fond of it. Good, good show. Good show. Thank you. Reality, all right? Reality is the economy strong. Reality is the military strong. Reality is taxes were cut. Reality is the unemployment rate in the minority communities is the lowest okay, ever. Wait. That's reality. This raises a really important point. Yes, it does. Why isn't the message that Trump is touting then, economy, he is saying jobs, but why does he, why does he feel the need to talk immigration then when he has a tough spot? He is in a tough spot on this. He wants to say at one turn, I'm the guy, I've been in office now for, you know, whatever, two years. I've fixed this because I'm the guy who promised he was going to fix it. But he also needs to still stir up outrage to get people mad enough to come out and vote on it. That's, this is the case of let Trump be Trump. And he will go out there and be Trump and, and say those outlandish yeah. things because that works for him and it generates the base. What we saw last night and we see in a lot of these other rallies with Senate candidates, yeah. Matt Rosendale said last night, Vote for me and I will continue the Trump agenda, which is jobs, which is the economy, which is tax cuts. So really, it's like we have the grown up in the room and then we have the the president. But saying about the circumstance for it. No, but, 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 let, but let's talk about this. I mean, the president's got a very strong, instinctive playbook. It is deny, deflect, divide. And one of the amazing moves he does is he will be the paragon of incivility at these rallies, but write it off to entertainment, and then accuse the other team right. of being the paragon right. of incivility and mob. Okay, right. You use the term stir outrage. You know who start outrage and, and really galvanized the Republican base? Those senators that were at the confirmation hearing of Judge Kavanaugh. Sure. They start outrage. They also, the okay. way that wait, man wait. was treated was an they, outrage. You completely misread that because they I also did. outraged women in America and they outraged the Democratic base. So we'll see what happens in, at the end of the midterms. But I think that you're going to find, you're going to be unpleasantly surprised by the results. I think we're going to be pleasant. Me, you know, our side will well, be pleasantly we'll, surprised we'll to, and we'll see. We'll and come I'll back tell you next what, month and we'll I'll, talk I'll, about I'll, it. I don't smoke, but I'll give you a cigar. We'll come back next month and we'll <laughs> debate it. Okay. Yeah. Look, we, that's the nice thing about elections is we do have a, a basic reference. Republicans are more energized than they were yeah, before the Kavanaugh uh, turnout. But, but, but look, you but can where? see it. The president wants to talk about immigration. He wants to talk about the caravan. And he's got a whole network that's willing to parrot his messaging agenda. Stand by for more. Coming up, silence from the Saudis and the ever-changing take from the White House. Will next week finally bring some answers about what really happened to Jamal Khashoggi? And who will be held responsible? give them a few more days to complete that so that we too have a complete understanding of the facts surrounding that, at which point we can make decisions about how or if the United States should respond uh, to uh, the incident surrounding Mr. Khashoggi. That is Secretary of State Mike Pompeo saying that he wants to give the Saudis a few more days to come up with an explanation for the disappearance of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi, which means that's one big thing to watch for next week. But what else? Alice Stewart, do you think that the truth is ever going to come out? 
It will. Uh, I, there's no way, it, with all of the people over there that want it, people certainly in Turkey want to get the information out, so they're not looking as though they're, they're responsible. Certainly it will get out. To what degree this president will act on that remains to be seen. I wish yeah. we could put Li Senator Lindsey Graham in a room with the president and Jared Kushner and, and get them a little as angry as he is because he's really furious about this. But I hope we get answers soon and we need to, he needs to show that there are some consequences for this before the midterm if we find out. Because if he just sits back and says, let's just wait this out, it's not going to look good leading into the midterm and it sends a really bad message across the world that we're, we're going to let things like this happen and not take action just because of a, a huge military contract. Keith, people should care full stop what the answer is here. Not what the cover story is, what the truth is about this. Um, I do wonder, though, there, there is, you can already see this conversation of the president kind of trying to make this, uh, I don't know, make this about politics. When he brings Kavanaugh into an explanation about what happened to this journalist, I I'm truly wondering if, if he's going to accept the answer that comes out the truth that comes out. 17 U.S. intelligence agencies determined that Russia was behind election interference, and he still doesn't believe that. Do you think that the Saudis are going to conduct an investigation about their own, about their own activities, and the president is going to accept anything that doesn't exculpate the Saudis and the Saudi crown prince? Of course, he's, he's, he's in bed with them, and he, he doesn't show any sense of, of determination as an American leader to stand up against dictators. We see this across the, across the globe. That is, part of the, that is a conversation, right? Why does... Why does President Trump seem to always give the benefit of the doubt to authoritarians? Kate, authoritarian in this case, and I've investigated uh, homicide case. I've investigated missing person uh, cases. The president's been very prudent in his approach towards this. He want, there is enough circumstantial evidence, in my view, that the murder took place in that embassy. However, uh, geopolitical situation there is important with regard to penalties. I believe the penalties will be severe. And I got to tell you, I'll give him credit on this. He's been patient, as so of the other world leaders. And at the end of the day, I think the Saudis, as Alice said, are going to have to come out the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I, I, I see your face, yes. but, I, but Steve has a point. This is delicate. This is a this is a this is a challenge and a delicate situation for any American president. When you talk yeah. about the relationship, the role of Saudi Arabia in the region, the role that Saudi Arabia plays to the United States, but also what is at stake when you're talking about the potential death, torture, dismemberment of a journalist. Yeah, look, the United States has had a long-standing relationship with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia that is complex. Mm -hmm. Behind the scenes, it's been very close. A lot of times their actions uh, are counter to American values and American instincts. But right now you've got, and this is true since uh, he disappeared, the president is being forced to confront a situation he doesn't want to deal with because the Saudis were the linchpin of his strategy for the Middle East. He used them as a counterweight against Iran to try to build a broader coalition, a $110 billion arms deal, as he has said. Um, so he doesn't want to confront this fact. This is ill-timed. But the reality is when the Saudis came out and said, we don't know anything about it, that was a lie. Um, we, the information is coming out, but uh, Jamal Khashoggi isn't coming back. Yeah, and, and the details are horrific, and it is a sign of arrogance of, of, of an organization and a country that felt it had license to do it, and in part because they felt the president, in talking about sovereignty, wasn't going to uh, hold them to account. I can't in the same way, by blaming Donald Trump yep, for what go. they did. You know what, John? 
A person who doesn't act like that, they should be held accountable. The Saudi government should be held accountable. When is Trump going to hold them accountable? The president of the United States. He had nothing to do with that alleged homicide. I believe there was a homicide in there. Okay. He had nothing to do with that. Why doesn't he acknowledge it and speak up about it then? Because you need proof. You need evidence. Well, he didn't need proof to say that Hillary Clinton should be locked up. Oh, please. We're always going to fall back on No, because he doesn't make, he only needs proof when it comes to protecting his dictator friends. He doesn't need proof any other the, the, tough, the tougher question for you, I think, is how come your president in a party that has represented a freedom agenda around the world seems drawn to accepting the words of dictators too often? Let me ask you something, John. No, to answer my question. I, I'm gonna, I, I'll tell you why. Okay? Because in many cases, and I use Saudi Arabia as an example, he severely punishes them. Let's just say it comes out that way. Do you want Russians? Do you want Russian troops, Russian bases in Saudi Arabia? Do you want them buying their arms from Saudi Arabia? You know what that will do to the geopolitical makeup of that area? There's a lot to be considered here. Here, This is is one thing we do know. Next week, I do believe, is very critical because they, Pompeo set something of a timeline. Let's see if they push it any further. But there are answers already coming out. And now the question is, and it will face this president, what will he do about it? We'll be here next week. We'll talk about it then. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. That's, uh, that's the State of America this week. Be sure to listen to our podcast. You can sub- subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite app. We'll see you back here next week. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.